Welcome to Creative Space Podcast. You're here with two avid students of life sharing information, insights, and knowledge on anything they can share their light on. 100%. And we're just here sharing that knowledge and through our own studies and our own experiences, just knowing that you're not alone in this whole human experience. And hopefully, you can take it and share it and take it from there. Enjoy the show, guys. back to creating space you're here with nixon and you're here with charlie brother how are you i am a semi burnt out yep i'm semi i'm getting to the end the edges of um my flame getting put out yeah but other than that, i'm really good it's just life is full on right now mm. and i'm getting i'm just like trying to find that balance between um work family and myself and all that other t- all that other good stuff yeah but other than that man i've been really well just not enough time for myself i think yeah and then um, even this week today, like it's Ari's birthday today. Yep. Happy birthday, Ari. Yeah. Happy birthday. And then she gave me a cold. Gift that was her birthday you. gift to me. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, hey, mate. I go, you yeah. looking, you're looking too fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. face. Oh, but you know what? Oh, man, sometimes you don't realize because sometimes you, the babies can't talk. Nah. And she was having a worse night on Friday. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm feeling it today, I'm like, if this was what she was feeling, oh, poor Baba. Yeah, like, she was crying. Maybe bowling. it was just maybe it was just the fact that like it's like, oh, you're going to be more compassionate to me because I'm going to get you sick, so you feel oh. this way. <laughs> I just it's so hard when babies are so upset like that yeah. because they can't do anything about it, and you can't even give them medication. It's like yeah. we can smash the cold and flu tablets, yeah, and now it stretches for a day with a nice large coffee, yeah. And we can lie to ourselves that we're okay for All 24 they got hours. Is like, yeah, children's Panadol, and that's about it. Yeah, but um, it was she finally fell asleep, and she ended up having like a 12 hour nap. Aye. Yeah, that's which not was a nap, good. bro. That was a, uh, not a nap. That was a sleep. That was <laughs> a hibernation. Yeah, hundred percent hibernation. But other than that, how have you been, bro? Um, being I've been good. Like mentally, been great. Um, you know, new job, loving the role, lot to do. Um, you know, just obviously there's, when there's big things to do and you got people that, you know, rely on you in the, in the business, um, I've just been kind of like following my practices to kind of get out of states of overwhelm or, or, uh, prevent those states of overwhelm. But other than that, um, yeah, my physical health was, is, uh, is a bit in the, in the mix at the moment. So I was, um, I was in emergency last week. So I had to have a bit of a lump on my abdomen, probably the size of a lime. Were you saying it was a part of your six pack? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I've got like... I was, you, you went yeah. there, you went to the emergency and you were like, where's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm like... Um, I got one. I go, I'm missing five. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, it's insane. It's... um, Yeah, it's, nah, I, I, wish it <laughs> I wish it was a six pack. Um, yeah, so I just thought it was appendicitis. They did CT scans. Um, man, I got a... The... Uh, the public health, like uh, Nepean uh, Hospital and uh, Emergency, they're definitely doing the best that they can do. They're stretched though, eh? They're so stretched and they're, they're just so... To be that stretched and be that under under the pump and still have like bedside manner is um, is pretty cool. When the UK men, do they roll their eyes? I'm like, brother, just take my lanta. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they were like, they were concerned because it was, had the same symptoms as appendicitis or kidney stones and stuff. So they were like really concerned. Oh, so. nothing... Sounds worse than the the way they describe kidney stones. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts, nuts. So at the moment, I'm just um in the I'm just in the um going to see a surgeon, but yeah, so just um just a, in pain. How's um how's being back in hospitality? It's been good. It's been good. Like it's it's different though because it's not like going back into hospitality where I'm on the tools all the time. It's um it's a group operations role, so. Yeah, like I said, there's it's different. It's a bit of a, a bit of a stretch, similar to things that I was doing as a licensee at a pub, but um, I don't have to be working in the business as much, which is which is pretty cool. Bit a bit of growth for me there. My next question would be because I feel like it's a bit of a common trend with the people that we know and ourselves is um, we had like you know when you make big jumps, you have great plans and you have this vision, yeah, and then you realize the vision is not sustainable right now because of finances or time yep. or just you come to realize you actually need to be a little bit more patient. How did you find transitioning back into work? Because kind of sometimes me personally, I felt like 
I was resisting coming back into my direction that I'm going to. I always knew I was going into this direction. Mm. Anything to do with like recovery and sports rehab and all that good stuff, but not in the role that I am doing it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always thought I'll have a little bit more. I've come from a position of like a high status. Yeah. And it kind of feels like I've gone back into a worker bee. Yeah. And then what I'm trying to say is how's you how have you felt? ego wise and mm. just dealing with all of that because there's a bit of a kick in the guts yeah and it's a little bit like fuck like you, res you resist you resist so much and then eventually you get back into realizing that you need to be like you know what yeah take a slice of humble pie yeah i need to i need to come back take a couple steps back mm. what were you doing in that transition i um i i definitely get what you what you're saying it resonates with me so much like i when i first left like when i was when sales rep because you know we're going to have a thing going on and i think um i had this whole thing i'm like yeah getting out of hospitality and you know yeah it's like fucking song and dance without the parade yeah. kind of thing so there was a little bit of um so when i when it came to terms of like oh well you might have to you know work full time and get an income so you can support the family because, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes, the financial pressure that you feel uh, and relieving that gives you so much more room to be happy, be joyful, be present, uh, be creative. So when I did that, there was a thought of like the egos, like you said you were leaving. <laughs> you said you were done with this. So I think that more the fact of like even now, like people, um, people say, oh, you're here now. Oh man, you jump around a bit. I'm like, wait, do I? And I, yeah, I just wait. <laughs> what was your first response? But tell me your first response when you hear that, because <laughs> me, I know straight up, I might not attack, but man, do I just? Do you just not get worked up? Don't you not know, get a look? I just up your I, spine, look, like, look, look. I I laugh it. I laugh it off. Um, but then I also like, laugh it off. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> but then I'm realizing, I'm like, oh, I guess you don't know everything. Like. Yeah, in the context of what else I have gone behind the scenes, yeah. like um, I think yeah. that quick back to they only know what they know. Yeah, like, yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Um, and as much as you could be like, I could just in that moment of that little small chat frame of interaction, I could be like justify it, but I'm like, yeah, that's not like what's that gonna do? Um, and there's nothing to justify really. So, but going back to your initial question is going, um. So in hospitality, um, I think once you get past the whole thing of, well, you're doing this, it's going to give what it gives you and not the thing of lacking and that you're moving towards something. Um, I, th I think that's important. Like say, for instance, if I was to go, oh, I'm just going to take another bar manager job or, um, you know, venue manager job, I might think that I'm like in a state of purgatory. If I didn't have a goal to go further, which I think the I believe that this role gives me, then I'm like, uh, like it's it's gonna be hard to like if now that I know where I'm moving towards, it's, it doesn't seem futile. The effort doesn't seem futile. So and I now I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. Even with your transition back, right? I wonder if you felt this as well. It's like because it's very uh, it's very daunting the whole you doubt yourself in a transition when you could just go, Yep, see you later onto the new thing, but the new thing is completely different to what you originally yeah. used to. And then like, you know, the absurdity, like just like the feeling of just the unknown, you're not really quite prepared. And then you like, all the doubt kicks in. Are you really ready for this? And yeah. like, you really feel it. And I think that's one of the main reasons why things don't happen in the transition as quick as you want, because you weren't really confident mm. with where you're going. You just yeah. kind of knew where you're going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But stepping back into because I think a lot of people do this. A lot of people go out for business and they take an L, then they come back. Not really take an L, but they take a step back. Mm. When in your step back, have you started to feel again that confidence on why you knew you could have done the other job? You know what I mean? Like you knew why you have those big plans and why you actually stepped away from hospital because you actually still have all those things that motivated you from the start that made you leave. Not because you hate the gig. It's just that you know there's more of you. And when you step back in, you're like, fuck, I'm really good at this. The things that they're yeah, definitely the things that I've learned in the being time of being like, like thinking about leaving hospitality and actually leaving hospitality and then coming back, the things in between that has made me better at being the leader that I'm, that I, that I strive to be right now. I think if you stuck, you reckon if you stuck it through, 
that that level of resentment you always make there's a level of resentment that you hold towards it because you think that job or that career or whatever that role is is limiting you from your actual true greatness but you take the break come back yeah and then you actually like there's you actually shine better because you're not bringing resentment or hate or any negative emotion in what you do if anything you're actually now thriving and you know what i'm saying yeah i do 100 percent. i know for, for me and I think that's common for, I think a lot of people can relate. When you find yourself like resenting a job or resenting something that you have to do, there's a natural tendency to blame other people for your miss, for your, un, your unfulfillment, uh, for the lack of success that you may have. But as soon as I gave myself a break, I was like, and done all this, like, you know, studied and everything like that. I, um, I learned that I came to the realization that well, I made the choice to be at that point, so I can blame as many people as I as I want in the around me. But essentially, they're not going to make any decision that's going to impact my life, and which is going to have so much impact of how successful I feel, or how fulfilled I am, how empowered I am, because that in in essence is is my decision. Mm. And to kind of put someone, hold someone hostage for accountability for myself is kind of the biggest disservice I could do. So I think it kind of it allowed me to step into my power in the way that, well, and I just realized I'm like for so long I can be like, yeah, cool, I blame this person, blame that person, held resentment towards this job or this group. Um, and I'm like, fuck. All right, cool. There was a point of me beating myself up and I'm like, oh, that's ugly. I don't like this version of me and I – you know, was really good at repressing that. I'm like, no, nah, that's not me. But it was. Mm. But it was. Not saying it was all of me, but I'm just saying that the thing that I ignored and resisted, it persisted. And I think that w- that caused me, I would probably added to my resentment, you know. So um, in, a, in a nutshell, I, I definitely believe that that resentment is a choice that we, like we make choices that add to that resentment and build that up. And you realize it's coming from uh, multiple places. I think that little that hate or that resentment that you come from things, it's not always just because of work stuck. Yeah. I'm like, energetically, there's resentment in you. Yeah. And like at some point, there's something here. And not saying that you have to go for a spiritual journey to figure it out. You just have to be aware of um, why you felt like that in the first place. Yeah. And I think that's just those limiting factors. The simple fact is that you need more courage to step up. Do you think that we, um, when we, say we're like oh it's all bad and do you think there's a like when you're below the line thinking and you're blaming and stuff have you found in your experiences that we generalize stuff to make things seem simple but it actually adds more weight and holds us back in what way give me an example so for instance with when we generalize it's like oh i for for me i was like oh i just hate the industry I like I like I'm like oh I don't like the hospitality industry, like coming from a jaded point of view, and like oh it's just it's it's so bad it's so toxic and that, but that's a generalization because not all of it because I love doesn't matter I love interacting with people I love having a banter I do love working in teams so that generalization that everything in that area that I just talked about is bad, makes it builds on that resentment as well. So it's like what we language is what we own. Because that's all. But then once you say that out, it's all you can really see. Yeah. Because that's how you're speaking. So as soon as something bad happens for the day, the industry, or you yeah. have a bad, it's the industry. Yeah. Because that, yeah, the generalization, yeah, 100% is very limiting. You can't do that. And if that's all we're focusing on, then it's like we're not, lo- how are we allowing room for things that we are grateful for? So I found that as well for my type of stuff. It's like I took a step back from... Well, I thought I wasn't going to eventually, like I've been a trainer for so many years mm. and I just wanted a break and a stop, right? Yeah. I was just sort of like, I just needed a little breather, step away from it. Yeah. But then life put me in a path to sort of like, oh, you know what? Universe says, Charlie, still need to be a coach. Yeah. So I'm training people then, but as I'm going through all those things, I'm not even seeing, I think that little break that like, I don't know that I had resentment towards that, but it was like, but having that little break, actually like and separating and, cre- and putting myself in a new environment started reminding me of, fuck, I'm good at this job. Mm. I'm like, I love 
coaching people. Like I'm really good at it. Like yeah. it's the reason why I think I can do a lot of things. Like it's a, and it gives, and it rewards me back in so many ways because I get to be a good leader and or be a good trainer. You need to be a confident person. You need yeah. to learn how to speak. You need to learn how to be um, full presence. So it's giving me all those things that I want this podcast eventually give me one day or yeah. whatever new job that I give me is just give me that. St- it allows me to step in and feel what it feels like to feel like having that status. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not being a status of being a, like the coolest person ever, but having a status of someone who leads from the front. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. um, now I'm seeing the beautiful things about being a coach, being a trainer, all that type of stuff. So even going back into the whole recovery game of things, like I mean, I'm seeing that the communication, I'm seeing what I do for people, I'm seeing all those things and everything that I originally wanted to do when I said I step away from those trainers, I want to get into this. Mm-hmm. Like it was coaching podcasts and whatever other businesses we went into because we we're very um, into the mental health and holistic sense of empowering people. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm still doing that. Yeah, you are. And I'm like, I'm still doing that exact thing, just different. Yeah. And now, but before I didn't realize I wasn't, I, I was doing that the whole time. Yeah. But I couldn't see it because all I could see is what I could see. Mm. Now I take that step away, come back into the role. Now I have that whole little journey going in, that little transition point. So now that's all I see that I do. Yeah. And I really think that's all, like my main job is to do that in some level, in some way. Yeah. It's like improve the individual some way, some, some form or other, form, some form of way. Yeah. I'm here to build confidence in this person. Yeah, I understand. I mean, that's empowerment. How do you, um, cause I've noticed that you've joined your, your training, you know, you're training at G3, like you're, you're facilitating people's growth in that format. And then you have your own thing as far as movement, uh, movement therapy. So obviously the movement therapy is something that you, you want to move towards. And that's going to be a big part of your, your growth as an individual and professionally. So how important is it? Do you feel like it is to have, yes, cool. We have this, that's going to be stable income. And then we have this, that's something to move towards. How important do you think it is when you say, for instance, feel like you're having to step back, that you actually have something that you is growing you? How do you, how important has that been for you? You have to, yeah. For me, it's all like, it's all, you got to remember, it's like the thing that motivates me the most is like right now, everything's a sacrifice. Mm. And this is any transition. People got to realize you got to sacrifice at some point. Okay. You don't just get rewarded. Yeah. Like every reward has a sacrifice at some point. If it was time, financials, um, or just a, like you had to take an L a couple times just to so you could um, come up front, right? Yeah. So for me, I think what I hold in the in the future for me is something like it's just the fact I'm unmotivated. For one, I have the passion for it. Two, it's like as much as I sacrifice now, I know that everything revolves. Uh, everything, any success has some sacrifice. Yeah. So I'm willing to sacrifice because the end result for me looks great. You yeah. know what I mean? Like once that establishment is where I want it to be, where I want it to feel. And I could already feel like, man, I already feel how hard I'm working now. Mm. And when I look back at that journey, I'm going to be fucking super proud of myself. Yeah. And I'm going to look back and I'm like, I did that with my sweat and tears. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing, there was no excuses. There's no blah, blah. As hard as it was, I could have complained a lot. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I have to. I know deep down that you have to lose something at some point in order to gain. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm I'm real, I'm real driven on that, and that's yeah. a that's a that's a talk to any business person. I'm like, you can't expect to just go in and expect to have money. I'm like, if you I don't if you don't plan a sacrifice point, yeah, and it'll be a couple of months where you lose, take L's. Yeah, I'm like, you're not gonna gain, or you're not gonna get the reward unless you're. Family has too much money. <laughs> oh, we've all we look. We've all seen it when you when you first like you see business owners rock up and then they're like, "Oh wow, I have an asset in which I can kind of borrow money from." So in their first year, they get all the, a nice car. They got you know they focus on lifestyle, but realistically, at least for the first four years, there should be a constant. Any profit that you you make should be a reinvestment into the business, and then you can start divvying out and start you know worrying about well i'm going to treat myself and that but still have that reinvestment strategy i think that's where a lot of businesses go wrong mm. uh, you know what too as well but people got to come realize when it comes to making big jumps like that into business i'm like and the reason i talk about sacrifice is mm. because at some point like you have to do it like i remember i was working seven days a week before jeffrey i was working seven days a week yeah going to uni going to work and, and working seven days to make an income because that's how it had yep. to be done yep I'm like, there's no it's or buts about it. Like, even with this other stuff, I'm like, I need to pay rent and I need to pay my bills and I pay all the other good stuff. 
I'm like, I need to make this. Yeah. So I can't drop this job. Right, <clears> cool. And every other hour after that free mm. is working on the next business until that can supplement that wage. Yeah. But there's always, you need a transition cycle. You need to be able to go half in, half in the other one until the other one takes its full. Um, yeah. Takes yeah, its full it, yeah it's like, say if you looked at financial, be like, sweet, I'm earning like a grand here. This one is into... This other side business is is okay, cool. Might give me two hundred bucks a week, that kind of thing. And then you're like, okay, cool. Once something, I get something stable. You're like, sweet. End up that other side business supplements um, can start supplementing your regular wage. So you kind of slowly drift into it. And the next thing you know, by following the process, you are working maybe a little bit part time in something that you don't necessarily love doing. And you are focusing. I think that's that the impatience can be get the better of most people. Oh, most definitely. That's and I think that's just one of the things that everyone just got to realize. I'm like, if you want something, and we have and we see a lot of great we see a lot of great people doing that right now. Mm. I'm like, they're doing like we'll talk about Cal. We spoke about Cal before. Yeah, Cal's dad. Yeah, he's got his um he's a full time employee, and on the weekends he's out here studying conscious healing. Yep. Conscious healing, is it? Conscious healing is his <laughs> yes. brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get it wrong. Sorry, Carl. Yeah, yeah. Um, Conscious healing is the brand. Yeah. And he's doing this on the weekend. He's doing this early morning. And yeah. he's doing that thing until he trans... I don't know where he's going with his business, but I know he loves what he's doing. But he's if he can transition out and that's full income, yeah, I'm like, you have to put in that work. There's that level of sacrifice that he's doing. Then the good thing about it, he might not think it's sacrifice because he loves yeah, doing it. Yeah. But at some point, like it is sacrificing time. I'm saying. He, he's doing things for free. Yeah. Like you got to do things... You might not get the money that you want. You might not get everything that you feel like you deserve, mm. but you got to hustle hard. Yeah, and I think that's um, you know, Cal, you're speaking of Cal, and it's got to be like he's got, you know, he's got kids, he's got a family, he's got, you know, he's the time that he has with his kids by himself, also the the rest time that he wants to give to his partner, um, and all those things. On top of that, he's able to have a full time job, play footy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, be part of a community there as well as, you know, study. He studied for, for for what he's doing now and now being a facilitator of breath work. Um, I think that's a true, like if you're thinking, oh, I don't have enough time, we well, do. It's just what you value the time for. Yeah, that's the next question is that how important is that for you? Yeah. Because everyone can say, oh, I want to do this and do that, but the idea sounds okay. But it's not that important because right now you just your your complacency is okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I I get like for for me with me and my my small family, it's um because Faye and I, she, most of our shifts are when I'm working. My my work's pretty stable as far as like work the day, but she works a lot of night times, or we might not. Some weeks we might kind of like spend a couple of hours together in a day. So that's why it's important that my time on Monday is is like that's my family time. Um, but if if she was you know if she was a stay at home mum, then maybe I'd have like okay, cool. My that quality time might be shared over a couple of day, like a couple of days instead of just one particular day. And I think that's important. We've actually realised that. What is it? We had our first date night. Um, in 18 months oh it's a date lunch um and we're having a discussion and yeah cool we it's good to like talk about sacrifice and that it's good to sacrifice and we did um but it's also good to to kind of reevaluate what you're sacrificing the importance of that thing that you're sacrificing and if it's worth sacrificing to that level mm. um we're not saying that we're going to go on a date night every, every, every week, but every four to six weeks we've made a commitment to, to actually go out because that's important too. Because we're like, oh, where are we? <laughs> like, where are we through this whole thing? So, I think it's a good practice to at least, at least every six months look at everything you're doing, list it and 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 write it down in its importance, and then make a decision from there. Because I think it can, can get away from you. Yeah, like even with my type of stuff, I'm like, cool, once I get into this transition, once things get open, I'm like, six months, no more. That's yeah. the goal. Like, I want to push hard, hard, hard. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is not meant to be a forever thing. Sacrifice for a little bit of time. Yeah. 
And I think you need to reevaluate because if I'm sacrificing too much on this business, I, something's a bit wrong here. Yeah, hundred percent. Clearly not successful. So I'm, I need to reevaluate and do something else a little bit different. Yeah, and that's what I'm finding. That's what I'm finding now in this new role. Um, you know, we've got great venues, um, and doing great stuff, and doing my role. But I'm re like in the new kind of stage. I'm reevaluating every week about where my time is shared, where it's going to be most impactful. Um, what am I saying yes to that I actually say no to later and vice versa um, so I think when you first start off too it's like yeah cool you can have a plan in theory but I think it's it like be like all right cool I'm just going to get down do the tasks and maybe I'm going to reevaluate at the end of the week how did that serve me what was that I think that's a cool way of of, of staying aligned rather than being like just get it done don't worry about your own needs or or someone else's needs I think it's really important to be able to do that to yourself. Yeah, I think my big thing too is like in saying that too about reevaluating and seeing if how it serves you has been one big thing for me. Just making sure that everything I do is not to um, disadvantage anyone, but make sure that it benefits me always. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you might make a sacrifice here and there, but not so much. Like to me, I want to make sure everything that everything I do has impact for my growth, yeah. for my learning or for my destination or Oh, for wherever I am in my journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that is one of the biggest things. And I think that's the biggest challenges too, because we sort of like, this is why a lot of people don't make jumps because they don't know how to put themselves first. It's overwhelming. Mm. It's overwhelming. Like you're, you're, you're stepping out of your comfort zone at the same time is, and then your whole, everything that we do impacts our lives in some way or form. Mm. Um, like a career jump will change your life. Um, you know, taking on the role as a first-time father or a mother it's going to change your life um even a structure of like oh well i have to look after my nieces on the weekends now that's going to change your life you know um so i think it's really important to um to really make sure you look after yourself so you're the best version of that self so any any transition i think that's probably where the takeaways from this conversation are is you know there's things that we, we we're ever evolving and changing <laughs> like it wasn't that long ago when we were like um oh just finding the balance again <laughs> like i think it's constantly that thing and things always pop up um and it's it's like that finding the balance people find it and I have found it that it's like, oh, it just seems so overwhelming. But I'm like, oh, I've done this before. Let's let's kind of see where that is. And just I'm slowly working out tools. I'm sure you are. Would that work for you? I think, you know, one thing that always hits me, and I forget that it's one of my biggest motivators, it's like don't die with regrets. Mm. Like you don't want to die saying, oh, I wish. Yeah. Like don't. That sounds horrible to me. Yeah. So – if I have something I'm like, and something really comes into my mind and comes into my mind a fair bit of times, I'm sort of like, all right, I will do that. Yeah. Because living with regret would be the worst thing for me. And yeah. I think anything that should motivate anyone too, but because it's only a short sacrifice. Like I'll use my the, um, first year of G3. Yep. Like I didn't go out for 12 months mm. or maybe 18 months. There was, I barely went out. Yeah. Cause it was six days. It was six days coaching. Yeah. And then in between the gaps, I was still treating people just yeah. to make an income to make some money. And then, um, but that sacrifice gave me a very comfortable lifestyle for a little while. Yeah. Like there was rewards that pay out after it. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. at the same time too, I got to do what I said I was going to do. And now I'm actually like living in the spoils of it all. I was working half days, had a lot of, I'm not saying I wasn't working, but it was just what the demand of me was quarter of like three quarters of what was I was, I was given yeah. before. Do you, and it's funny you mentioned that because that would have required you a lot of time to be like, just focus on the task at hand, completing, doing it to the best of your ability. What I have noticed too, um, in many ways and forms, but that people's potential can be distracted by the distraction of, or of focusing on, Oh, getting my due or, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work this hard, but, like, I deserve this. And it can also, like, it, that, that takes a lot of energy. And I've seen people stuck in that way. Um, and I'm like, man, if you just focus more of your attention on on the task at hand, 
then you would reap way better results than 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 what you're actually hoping to achieve mm. yeah so have you found that like during that stage of the 18 month did you have kind of think about oh this is what i'm owed not at all i was just I like this is what i gotta do yep and that's all i was focusing on what we like all of us as a team we were focusing focusing on what we could do yeah and the aim of the game was to train people yeah and that's what we try to do so what and, that, and that, that transition, that, yeah. that transition, oh, it's just it's a mindset of it's non, it's not a negotiable. It's just that's yeah. what it is. That's the task at hand. Yeah, like you're here, you're here to commit to create a business. Yeah, create the business. This business is meant to make money, make money. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then for a for a little while, yeah, but you get so complacent, and it, it gets a little bit funny because even that then, I'm when I was successful, you know what I mean. We got franchise, blah blah blah. I could have kept living that lifestyle for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's not me either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm up for the next challenge. You're up I'm, for the next challenge. I'm yeah. up for the next challenge. And I'm, at, I'm about to go back into doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that's what it takes of me. You know what I mean? It's like, if you want something, you have to know what it takes. And yeah. what it takes is a little bit of sacrifice, hard work, and you can get anything done. Yeah. But this time it's a different story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... And like, well, this is what people were trying to stress the point across. It's just sort of like, yeah, what is that mindset? Yeah, this one, yeah. I think that comes down to a bit of mental toughness, to be honest. It's sort of yeah. like, because there's no, when you're into like that, yeah, you sacrifice yourself. Like, there's no spirituality where you, talk, where you talk yourself and like, oh, be kind to yourself. It's like, no, you lose out this whole time. Mm. But you just got to remember why you're doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? You're doing it for, like me, I always went into this business because I knew one day, yeah. It will give me freedom. You know what I mean? And then the day that I got the freedom, I was like, huh, I embraced it for a little while. Mm. And again, it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to lose that freedom. But again, it's going to pay off freedom again. Yeah. You get me? But at the same time too, it's going to, I like to know if I can do it, can I do it again? Yeah. Can I build something from scratch again? Yeah. And all that doing, all that's going to do, if I keep doing that through my life, it just makes me such a um, certain person in an uncertain world. Yeah. Because I know that anything I put my hands on, I can yeah. create it. You know what I mean? And I think that just gives me more confidence in life. Yeah. Like I've, I mentioned to you before, like what real self-esteem was. Yeah. Like self-esteem is not about how you look. Mm. It's how confident you are in an uncertain world. Yeah. When moving, so many moving parts are going on. How and can, how how can you stand? How, you how confident am I in me to stand on my two feet? Yeah. Like when the world is burning, what would I do? How yeah. would I react? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you, you to look at an analogy, it's like the world, like it's it's stability, but like the world might seem as burning around you, but you're okay. I'm okay. Yeah, and that's what is um, true self esteem. Yeah, you know what I mean that that confidence of being certain and knowing that you you can back yourself in any situation. Yeah, is where um, that's the definition of self esteem that we need to live by. Yeah, talking about that as, as well, like going back to you know the mindset i think it's important to when talk I, I briefly touched on the distraction of you know getting our dues and stuff i think that reevaluation stage that we're also talking about is think about what you're thinking about all the time most commonly because if i these thoughts like for instance if you in a breakup you know and you've gone through a fresh breakup and stuff your work's going to be suboptimal most of the time it's because the thought of that distraction the, the distraction thought of that it's doing that so i think it's important to be able to like cool what am i thinking of writing that down like what i've been thinking about the most and be like okay cool how is that serving this task list that i i'm not feeling like it's optimal or i'm not hitting those goals what am i thinking about in that whole week so if I'm thinking about something else or a limiting belief uh, and that's going to be distracting, I think it's like, okay, cool, let's address that. Because I think mental toughness is very important, but mm. I think there also has to be a time of like, well, we are human, we loop. <laughs> I do agree with that too. Yeah. And I've only come to realise that because I started doing some, um, the somatic therapy yep. experience, yep. right? Yep. And it's like, um, because... I got the task at hand, but there's a lot of wasted energy I know that I spent mm. when I could be driving or anything or a memory could kick in and now I'm stuck here yeah. thinking about this thing that disturbs me. But because mental toughness kicks in, yeah. it doesn't let me deal with that, right? Yeah. So I just keep going. I go back on the task. Once I'm back on focus, I refocus again and then I get distracted again. Yeah. 
And then I really see, yeah, it's true. You lose valuable energy on energy that you could be spending somewhere else with your attention and focus being on better ways or types of thinking. Yeah. So I, and I'll tell you that experience too, because once I started like, well, somatic therapy, if anyone's ever done somatic therapy, you sort of like, it's like meditation, but feeling your body. Mm. And the person who facilitates this session is like, your body does certain things to certain emotions, right? So she would ask me questions or do anything like that and start bringing, like stirring slight conversation. But you're heavy in meditation and you're feeling things that might be heavy in your hands. Yeah. In that setting, I was able to actually finally sit with whatever disturbs me. Mm. And in that moment, I remember one time, I was I, the first thing she did, I was like, oh, fuck, I thought I was dealt with this thing. And I'm mm. back in tears again. You know what I mean? Because I got a strong connection of just childhood and upbringing and all that type of stuff. That there's still a lot of sadness still revolved around there. And I was sort of like dealt with that again. And I kind of feel free from that. Yeah. If anything, I just, I, I look at it and view it differently. And there was another thing where I had a lot of resentment inside of me. She let me bring that up and deal with it. And it was kind of crazy the way it transitioned to my body. But now when I go driving, it's a thought, but I actually just, uh, I don't really spend too much time on it. Mm. And if I, even if I do spend time on it, I don't think of it the way I used to, like the way I thought it. It doesn't loop and loop. And there's no fire to that emotion. Yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no fuel to that, to that resentment. I don't get worked up. So do you think that's like the more like moving from the, the feeler or the endurer to the actually observer of that? Now, thing. yeah, I kind of feel like I'm the observer of it. Yeah, you know what cool. I mean? Before I'd see it, but I'd be like, I'd get lost in the story with it. Yeah. You get me? But now- well, I was think like, of that, we're resisting it and batting it away, but really- I'm like, yeah, la, 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 it's not true, it's not true, it's not true, <laughs> but you just want to be like, fuck, I got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then dealing with that. But ever since then, like, honestly, man, like, I, I've been doing some clinical psychology as well because I feel like everyone needs to speak to someone. Yeah. I, I honestly, like I'm a person who I feel like I know a lot and still I'm telling you guys out there, talk to someone who's not family. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you speak it out, say it out loud. Um, someone who's there just to serve you. Someone's there just to listen to you. Anyways, it helps so much. For me, yeah. it's massive. I don't think I'll ever stop because um, as much as a friend could be unbiased, it's still a friend who's worrying about your best interest. Why another person's challenging the way you think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And lets you and you actually almost sort it out yourself. You're like, oh wait, cool. Now you're learning how to catch yourself because yeah. you're seeing the patterns. You're someone's seeing the patterns with you. But anyways, long story short. But how I feel, it's crazy. Like when you now with now sort of like let go of that emotion, let go of that part of the story, mm. I actually feel even better mm. about who I am and where I'm going. Yeah. Like, if anything, I get excited for my future now. Why before it was sort of like deep down, like you can't admit it, but it's like you do it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Like I don't, I no longer have to play that story. That story is no longer. It's now it's truly into just stepping into my own. Mm. You know what I mean? So I get excited of where I will go and where I, and who I will be. Plus, I'm even the way I interact with people is completely different. Like, yeah. Like the, the, we all have triggers, we all have words, or we all can come back in a bad mood. And some people don't know how to shake it. I do it very well. Yeah. But I'm, with this gone, I mean, honestly, I just feel, I feel amazing. And it's true. Yeah. Where are your thoughts? Yeah. Like your thoughts can take you away from the prize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. Where are we at? Yeah. I like it. I love it. I think there's some takeaways there as well. Like we, we, look, we came into this podcast, like, what are we going to talk about? And I think it's, it's really like after two weeks, it's really hard not to have something, especially when we're, we're sharing something from our own experiences. It's funny too, because I see everyone on a fortnight rotation. And when I sit in that room, I'm just like, like one person I'm just talk about, I just, I just speak and then it just eventually goes wherever. But when I do the somatic therapy stuff, I'm so like, because I'm feeling really good. I'm like, I don't know where we're going today. Yeah. Like, I really don't know. And then it's just sort of like, it takes a little while to get into it. And it's just like, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Something's brought up now. Because it, that, it's crazy how well we, uh, we teach ourselves to suppress things. Mm -hmm. And it's not saying that everything has to be like, like, everything's really bad, but it's just almost like, ah, oh, yes, I forgot about this story. Let me, 
We're very good at protecting ourselves. Our very good at protecting ourselves. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I was like, oh, man, I haven't thought about that fucking stuff in years. But maybe I have. <laughs> you probably have like here and there, but just like if I was sit down, it's not, it's not the first place I feel like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember I needed to go back in time to deal with that. Yeah, I think it's like we've been feeling the, the subtle repercussions or the subtle ripples of that instance. Um, and I think that's where we've we've we we can agree. Uh, most people in this um, kind of self development improvement field is there's a lot of things and pains and, and things that came from and limiting beliefs that come from a younger version of us. Yeah, and I, it, as cliche as it's coming across now, because I don't know if it's just my Instagram, but everyone is a freaking healer these days. Yeah. Um, and but it's very true, like letting go of things that don't serve is honestly the most liberating thing that you can do. And yeah. like, and I've felt that through numerous things that I've done over the time, but actually letting go of what no longer serves me mm. actually is the most freeing thing that you could possibly do. And, but the funny thing about it is I read something else too. It's like, you can't force it. No, you can't force letting go of something. It sometimes takes a while. Cause it took me a long time to drop a lot of things. Yeah. Like, even still to this day, there's probably some other things that we're still, I'm still probably holding on to. But it's like, until I'm ready to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until I feel like I can, will I do it? And you can't force it. But honestly, like, that's part of the work. Um, because I think I got a little bit addicted to it. This is what the post was about. I was like, everyone gets so excited about, like, once you start the work and seeing the, the light on the other side, yeah. and you start seeing, like, oh, imagine if I, if I feel like this all the time, I can be like, I could be like this and this is where I'd be. And then you're already starting creating a future that doesn't exist mm. because the, you start feeling the possibilities of how you're feeling right now. Yeah. It's exciting shit. I ain't gonna lie. It's fucking addictive. Yeah. Um, but you can't force that stuff. It's been 12 plus months and I'm still dealing back with that same stuff, but only feeling only really now truly do I feel released from all of that like all those stories or whatever those thoughts or whatever limiting factors that i have mm -hmm. and it's like but eventually when you get to that point of doing the work or letting go of whatever you need to let go of as cliche as it is and i hope it doesn't deter you it really is that like yeah but you have to be ready for it i think you have to be ready to sit in and be like i fully understand all of it now yeah and you can actually dissociate yourself from that story or that narrative or whatever it is. Yeah. And then I feel like it really truly actually like passes through. Yeah. And then you start stepping into, cause I'm starting to feel it now, but yeah. it all depends. You have to find what works for you too as well. And I think there's like, and I definitely might, I think our feed is very similar. Like I see, you know, the healing. And, and I also hear a lot of things. Like I was listening to the, I listened to the radio and the host were like, Oh, I don't know about, I think it was like Kyle. Like, oh, there's people that self-improvement people and it's la-di-dar and stuff. Um, and I can I can get where people are at because, you know, not everyone wants to speak about that stuff. But I think it's also important to, when we're in that whole thing of letting go and people are, it's not just, it isn't that just that simple. There's a stage before that. In order to let go of something, you also need to know what that is. Like if we're repressing and repressing and stuff, and that's where like a third party comes into play. Someone who serves you, they can be like, so tell me more about that. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean by it's that? And it's something that you don't even talk about. Yeah. And because when we repress it, we, we want to forget about it. Mm. You know, our brain is so focused on, on, on forgetting about it. So you're like, yeah, cool. I get, I've got this thing, this emotion, uh, this, this yucky feeling in me that I need to get let go, but what, how, do, how do I do that? Like, you, you, you're not really helping me. Mm. But it's not necessarily the emotion that you want to let go because you have to be able to feel that emotion. I think that's a, it's a signal. In order, I think it's like maybe the, it might be the getting down to the root cause. And you, I, can't, I, don't, I don't believe that you can do that by yourself to the full extent. You can kind of work on things, but I think it requires someone else with a different map. I think another part of that too is that you need to be really honest with yourself and say that there's this in me. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't admit that because like these people who don't, uh, my my thing to these people who don't like self-development, people are like, oh, or airy-fairy, life's not like that. It's yeah. because they're 
that, that pessimistic mind yeah. fuels off negative. Yeah. Do you get me? They can't see a world without a negative thing around it because that negative um, mind frame is what motivates them to do what they do in life. And it's what protects them, right? It so. what protects them. It's like, all right, cool. If I was to drop that, who the, who would I be? Yeah. That unknown. They Because I'm like, I've always thought like this. I've felt like this. Being positive or changing whatever. I think the main goal of it is with people with the self-development stuff. And the reason I do it is because I want my life force, yeah. what motivates me to be fucking positive. And what I find is like, say for I talk about Kyle, uh, Kyle Sandlin's, um, is that I can imagine being in his position, being so successful and not necessarily dealt with things. What but, he's, but he's found success from that mind frame. I understand. But if he was to kind of pull back, come to terms with things, he's also, it, it, that. so that person would be so so worried about, well, fuck, if I didn't have this same frame that I've created a, such a beautiful life with, like in, in a uh, superficial kind of uh, way, what would I have left? So it'd be even more like if you're highly successful and part of that um, reason of that mindset has been because of the mindset that you have that success has been due to then it'd be even more you can understand why it'd be so intimidating for another way of living mm. like um, the self-development and growth so i do understand it i'm curious to see what they think about <laughs> yeah like not to be like i'm sitting there. i observe people now too as well and it's like, oh man, I wonder what you would be like if you actually dropped all those things. I reckon you'd you'd lose your mind mm. because it's like you could just see where I think when you do this work and you're looking at yourself so much, and you realize we're well, almost everyone's the same in different ways. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the way, um, the way you feel hate is still the same way I feel hate. You know what I mean? Like the way you feel any negative emotion is still the same way I feel it. Mm. It's just the story that generates that sensation is a little bit different. Yeah. So, but I see how it's just sort of like I just watch some people, not in a bad way. They're all beautiful people, but I'm just sort of like, I, I my it's more curiosity for me. I'm yeah, just like, yeah, I wonder what would be if you actually dealt with that thing that's stirring that. Yeah, emotion. which which is a good place to be in, as yeah, opposed like, to the whole. Like you're a lost, you're a lost cunt. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just sort of like, as if that not. Been, I don't know what the story is, but like, yeah. just like if you just didn't have that thing because. The reason I think I say that because I'm like, that was me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I know we have similar stories. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just. And and, and I think that's different. That's that's a very good way of languaging. Similar, but not the same. Mm. So that way you'll be like, oh, yeah, I wonder if you did this, what that would do for you. As well as like, oh, I wonder what has happened for you to be like that. Mm. You know, but it's... um. Yeah, enter through curiosity, not trying to fix anything, but I think um, it's part of our being the forever student. Mm. And yeah. I just, and I'm more, it's just interesting, if anything. Yeah. I think it's just interesting. Not that I'm out here trying to fucking lecture anyone or anything no, like that. No, I, no. I'd actually step away from that. I'm just sort of like, if you want to have a conversation, have a conversation. Me too. I, I Did you find that when we first started this journey, you just wanted to tell everyone you, like I, I so for me, I was like, yeah, I want to share with everyone. I want to make, you know, everyone's, life a little bit easier and stuff and it's a big task and you just end up like burning yourself out now i'm like yeah, if you want to have that conversation it is true i think um the you know the holistic therapist yeah he's a psychologist the holistic psychologist everyone's making i don't know why it is i don't know if it's become a big trend but every like every like big name person is kind of putting like making their small like jokes about people doing the work yeah and it's like oh when you first start doing the work you read one book and now you're, you're buying 10 books for everyone because everyone needs to do the work with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's funny, yeah. but it is true, but it's, it's very true. I, look, I, I laugh think, because I'm like, I, I think there's something beautiful about wanting to share something with someone and that, but look, it, 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 there needs to be a point of, of, yeah, cool, you go through this journey. Your measure of value shouldn't be dependent on, on someone else. It should be like, how are you living your life? What are you doing? How are you growing? your growth is not relying on someone else's growth or these other things and just don't take life so seriously. <laughs> like what the, the work that we do is not to be, oh, cool, I got an A plus at life. Mm. It's it's just to be, feel a little bit more like ourselves. Mm. That's all it is. 
just to feel like you're living. Yeah. Yeah. My main goal is always just have fun with whatever I do. Yeah. And that that's my life force, but yeah. that's where I that's where I get the thrill of life. Yeah. Yeah. Same with um. Yeah. Like I love my time with Dante and Faye. I think that that's probably the the highlight of my my week is is that that time because I'm just so like just watching him. He got a haircut yesterday, mm. and he did really well. Actually, oh, wow. he did all right. Yeah, I'll show you a picture later. He's got, he's got the comb over. He's got the line in his head. Oh. Yeah, he looks fresh. Wow. Yeah, but like just little things like that. Um, where I think if I was maybe a little bit less, like back say two years, was a little bit less in, less less patient. Mm. I think that whole experience would have been a whole lot different. Yeah, you know what another thing too about you talk about and side noting. Yeah. Um, but you know one good thing about kids right and this is Ari and like I just get so shocked and wowed like mm. the things that I can provide her mm. I'm like I would never have dreamed of any of this stuff when I was a kid yeah like today she got a um, she was gifted a I think it was a Range Rover pink Range Rover oh, you know cool. little cool things yeah. in the car and I was just like wow like you get one of those things, like yeah. that's what you get. That's the I'm just like just shocked. I'm just like that is so good for you. I'm so happy. That's for you. so like, cool. But just all that type of stuff. And like I'm going out to eat at nice restaurants. I'm like never was I here. I'm like this girl's living the high life. Yeah, she's not even one years old yet. Yeah, it's just I don't know. To me, it just sort of brings me back and sort of lets me reflect back on my life and be appreciative of who I've become. Yeah, to provide my kid this. Because I've come from so far back, yeah, 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 to be here, it's just like I take it differently. I'm like, wow, I'm like, if anything, that's hooroo for me, yeah, because I can provide this for my kid, yeah, and it just goes to show from someone who started from the bottom to yeah. be a quite a high achiever. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know, it just gives me a little bit of like a gratitude for my journey in my life. Bro, you should be proud. Thank you, but you it's just, um, yeah, that's one of my side notes that I always, um. I always think that we don't forget. We've got to go back and look back at those things, especially if you had a, like, not saying like, like, mine was hard upbringing, but it wasn't the most yeah. um, ideal situation for any kid. But yeah. it's just looking back now, I'm just so like, I got a lot of gratitude for who I've become and where I've become. And then just be like, and it's just almost, yeah, it's just sort of like so what I love like, for myself. Like what you had and what you've created from what you had, mm. you know? It's like, good on you, brother. Yeah, I understand. You know right. I mean? When you sit in those moments, I think I t when I sit there, I just take it in. I yeah, just definitely. take it in. I just take it in. Right. Even though I'm cleaning up the freaking floor, after <laughs> <laughs> fried rice all over the oh, place. Oh, mate, rice. Oh. Yeah, Dante. You have to clean it because you don't want to look like that parent who has that little gremlin kid. I'm like, oh, so sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dante's discovered how to throw things now. So yeah. I love that. Yeah, Ari feeds herself now and she doesn't get it in the mouth. Anyway. <laughs> Well, brother, um, appreciate your time. It's been been a pleasure. And um, listeners out there, um, tell us what you think. Any got any stories about your transitions in life? Um, we'd love to hear about it. But in the meantime, um, be great, be amazing. All right, guys, love you, leave you, love you. Bye.